the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today for On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rhody Fisher. As a Christian mom for over 40 years and a teacher of the Bible in public schools for 25 years, Rhody will take you on a journey with some of her friends as they share their experiences and testimonies from their walk with Christ. You'll see that you are not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. Welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Now, here's your host, Rhody Fisher. Good morning and welcome to On the Road with Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host today, Rhody Fisher. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you and praise you for all that you do for us, through us, and in us. We thank you for being here with us, Lord. Father, I pray that you would um, be with everything that we say and do today. Father, that you would search us, O Lord, and know our hearts. Try us and know our thoughts. See if there's any wicked way about us and lead us in the way of everlasting. Father, thank you so much for Sean and for Guy who are in the booth, Lord. Help them with what they do for us and for you. Be with my special guest, Susan, Lord, and and with me. And Father, I just pray that you would be um, directing the show, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome, guests. Um, We're going to be in Psalm 10 today, and thank you for being here. Um, I just want to say a couple of things. We're talking about King David again, um, writing this psalm. I'm going to start with, um, I'll just go ahead and read the whole thing. Father, I do pray that you would give us understanding of your word. It says here, Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in time of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecutes the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. For the wicked boosts of his heart's desire. He blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. Your judgments are far above, out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall never be in adversary. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. He sits in the lurking places of the village. In the secret places he murders the innocent. His eyes are secretly fixed on the helpless. He lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when they when he draws him out into his net. So he crouches, he lies low, that the helpless may fall by his strength. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face. He will never see. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, You will not require an an account, but you have seen, for you observe the trouble and grief. 
to repay it by your hand. The helpless commits himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear, to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. Wow. I I think the first thing that caught my eye when I started reading this is, um, why do you stand far off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? I mean, have you ever been there when you feel like you're really needing to hear from God and he seems so far away or it feels like he's hiding? Well, he's not. He's just waiting for the right time to answer us, even though we're like seeking him and wanting him to answer in the midst of our trouble. And this is exactly where King David is in the midst of his trouble. He feels like God is not listening. I don't think he feels that God is, he he thinks God is not listening. He might feel it, but he knows God is there. Anyhow, the word that I get from this is to continue to seek, continue to ask, because he's there waiting for the right time to answer us. Um, Even though our enemy surrounds us and wants to rob, steal, and destroy, God is there for us. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Um, So let me introduce my guest today. Um, I have Susan Kuzler here again. Thank you for joining us again. And this time, I just want to remind our guests, uh, for those that might not have heard yesterday's show, um, Susan was born in um, Vietnam. She came to know Christ through um, a home that she was staying at at the time she was about 14 or 15 um, when she accepted the Lord and was really digging her heels in thinking I'm not going to accept the Lord I don't want to be brainwashed and the Lord um, really softened her heart over a period of time and she came to know Christ and one of the things I was remembering um, correct me if I'm wrong Susan Anyhow, welcome, Susan. Oh, I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Uh, One of the things I remembered you saying yesterday is that you felt you weren't alone um, for the first time in your life, that you had someone with you who was God. Um, I I want you to speak to that again, because that really is a powerful testimony um, when you've been feeling alone for so long, even as a child. Um, So go ahead. Tell us about that. Well, I, I've come to appreciate now that I'm a little bit older, well, a lot older, that relationships matter. We're made for relationships. It's how we're nourished. It's how we grow best. And, and yet when that's broken, one of the first things that, hap- that happens to a person is that they just say, I can do without. Mm. Yeah. And, and any longing that you have to be in relationship with someone who... Um, you know, where that relationship is broken, you know, you're always hopeful, but always devastated when mm-hmm. it doesn't work out. And and you can fill in whatever relationship that is. You know, there, there are plenty of songs that talk about, you know, going in and out of love. There's plenty of songs about, you know, parents, abuse, um, you know, 
children, you, any relationship, the boss, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, take this job, you know, kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that um, there's always a desire there, but the instinct is that when it doesn't work, when it's failed, or when we feel like we're on the outside of whatever could be, you know, that's just for other people, not mm-hmm. for me. The tendency is to justify it and just say, I can do without. <laughs> and, and But there's always a part of you that's still seeking, you know. Um, that's what keeps people going into strings of relationships, leaving friends, getting new friends, um, trying to, you know, the recent uh, modern postmodern world where everyone wants to redefine the family that's because the family's broken <laughs> right? right so i can do without it but i'm always hopeful that i'll get a new family mm-hmm. right so i'm going to work really hard to build a different kind of family and and there's a lot of effort that goes into that um for me that feeling was met possibly miraculously I you know how would I know you know you can't Mm -hmm. compare it to other people but for me um it just felt complete like I like I didn't know what I'd never seen a marriage that worked or anyone who was happy in a marriage never really saw a family that was healthy and the ones that were, I was highly suspicious of because I thought they were all lying, mm-hmm. <laughs> putting on a show for me. So, yeah, so w- with Jesus, it was just like this complete thing in my heart where I just knew he's my dad, my mom, my sister, my brother, my friend. Um, well, yeah. <clears throat> I've heard people say that, you know, we're all born with this hole that you know, has to be filled, and we try to fill it with something. And yet, once once Jesus gets in there, you feel complete. Um, and, and possibly that's what you felt. But I was struck by the way you said yesterday um, that you felt that you weren't alone. And, and for me, that resonated with me because... Um, I, you know, I, I never felt alone. Um, I grew up, thank God, with loving parents, and they were Christians, and and we there were five siblings, so you know we kind of wanted our alone time because there was always somebody there. <laughs> right. Our grandparents lived with us until they died, so um, the house was full, multi generational, um, and so for me to hear that saddens me and it, ha- it and I'm happy at the same time because that's really what God does for us. He completes us. He fills that void that's been missing for a long time. We don't really know what that is, but he did that for you. And as a young girl, kind of out there by yourself, living in a home, um, uh, a group home, um, he met you right where you were and and satisfied that simple need that you had to, since you were alone, really, um, to fill that need. So praise be to God. 
Okay, I I do want to talk to you today about your job and the work that you have at um, A Square. And I I know that we mentioned it yesterday that you work with um, secular jobs as well as um, Christian jobs, um, missionaries, be it pastors or or um, Bible study teachers, or whatever that is, um, amongst the Christian people, but really in in corporate offices and that kind of thing too. So, give us your mission statement. Tell 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 our people here what this nonprofit um, thing that you do is. Of course. Well, f- first I should say that. Um, there's two biblical premises that we based it on. And, and first is that we, we can't truly grow alone. Mm-hmm. And, and that speaks directly to that nourishment and relationship um, partnership that happens with Christ, but also here on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the self-help industry is... I, I believe it's like a $13 billion a year industry. Really? And and what ends up happening is, you know, if I could learn everything by myself, I can Google it. I can, I can read a book and try to do it, but it doesn't always solidify. And what tends to happen is you end up on a guru treadmill where you go from one guru book writer to another guru method to another... <laughs> Mm-hmm. habit forming uh you know organizer to another whatever that thing is that you want to get better at what learning together means is that there's it's um it's solidified in relationship because it establishes relevance okay um you're not just trying to randomly learn a skill it's got relevance the second premise is that it needs to have context. So one, one lesson learned is not the same for everybody because it's, it needs to be applied differently. So providing context is very important. Um, we both may need to organize our garages. I'm just guessing on yours, but I know yeah. about mine. <laughs> so. We we need to organize our right. garage. So so I we we could both read the same <laughs> organizer book. Um, we could both work really hard. We could even like, you know, celebrate with each other when we we've done you know one or two lessons in the book for our garage. The the thing is, is that maybe it works for you and it doesn't work for me long term, mm-hmm. Be- because it's not connected to the context of why and how the garage is needing to be cleaned and it's not connected to the differences between you and me. So with that premise in mind, the A squared lamp group's name actually encompasses that. So the LAMP is learning, advancement, membership, and partnership. And it's all different contexts for developing yourself in a group with other people with context and let me read the mission statement just directly i'll read it Um, a squared lamp groups we're in a 501c3 nonprofit u.s-based charity 
providing development to empower people, companies, and organizations by providing services such as coaching, training, and consulting, system resources, and interactive opportunities to work together. It makes high-end services, systems, and expert help accessible to all through flat fee donation memberships, shared cost access, participant-funded projects, and donor-funded programs. And then there's a reference to our, our strategic page. Okay, <clears throat> so I, I, I like this written down so, so that we have it um, at the end of the show, but I really, um, if, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, Mm-hmm. because they've now decided that they could use your services, uh, what would the best contact number be? Is there, should we go to your website or? You, you can go to the website. Um, the number is there. It's 1-800-LDR-TAME. That's, or excuse me, 844-LDR-TAEAM-TEAM. So it's 844-LEADER-TEAM. Uh, and if they leave a message, we'll call them back right back. So okay, just give the hard numbers, like the numerical numbers again. 844-537-8326. Okay. Or they can go to your website, and it's uh, A-square, A-square, A-squaredlamps.org. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, um Yesterday we did talk about language, but I want to put that on hold for now. Okay. Um, so I'd like for you to give me an example, without using any kind of names, of somebody that, you know, called, needed your service, what position they were in in the past, and how you've kind of focused them to get to what they do now. <clears throat> I'll give one example um, of, and, and this was our first client. That's why uh, she stands out so starkly to me. Now, is this is she in ministry or is she? In, was this a secular She's, job? She, I, I met her at church. She worked for the church. Um, she had had a tragic loss of, of a child, and. She'd been through a long grieving process mm-hmm. in support, you know, situations with, with other members in the church. Was serving in ministry and still is. But she had it on her heart that she wanted to do something um, in the name of her son. Um, so in maybe the, in the community, but she didn't know what. She wasn't quite sure. But she had a heart for a number of different things, and she she wasn't sure exactly what um, she had started. She had started doing a number of things, working with the homeless, just kind of going out and ministering to their needs, just locally. Um, and so that's that was the starting point. So what she did is she joined as a member, and and then. Um, in, in the membership, we included everything she needed in the package. So it included one-on-one coaching. We did an assessment so that she knew where her risk levels was, you know, were, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, that would help her as she's organizing and moving forward. Then we also included some training and some consulting. So the consulting actually happened first in that particular scenario because she, it, it turns out she wanted to form a nonprofit to do this work. And so I really worked with her to hone that. We put together a proper business plan and, um, and not just uh, not not just a, a business plan, but a foundational plan. Yeah, because I I think when I think of leaving, doing something in someone else's name because they've passed, and and a lot of times they've died with some sort of illness, so they wanna they wanna focus in on that type of illness. Or say, you know, they got into an accident and they want to help mothers for drunk drivers or whatever that is. Right. So I, I see, I see, you know, people doing that. But she's not. She's not thinking of that as a way to help. She's like thinking on a more broader spectrum. Well, part part of the coaching is to help clarify that. Yeah, you know the coaching. Coaching is very unique because it it is client driven, which means that you already have the answers, but you need help sorting through them. Mm-hmm. So, as a coach in my coaching hat, I'm asking pointed questions that will help you to think through the process of what you really want, not not just aspirational thinking. But something that the core of what you're really committed to in yourself and and where you want to go. Because that's where we're most um, engaged when we want to do something. It's just a lot of times it takes a little bit of time to figure out what we want to do. Um, And then gauging your commitment. How do we do it? So so that was part of the the initial coaching. Um, What she ended up doing is not choosing to organize as a nonprofit ministry with the religious um, component, but to organize with the state, you know, and all of the authorities as a um, a charitable nonprofit. So part of my process with her in the consulting was when we put together her, her viability plan, it kind of goes beyond what a traditional business plan is. We utilized that and I helped her to file all of her paperwork and, um, while most nonprofits uh, have to wait between six and eight months to be approved, um, she was approved in six weeks. Wow, that's great! <laughs> and then the training piece picked, you know, kicked in, and I worked with her to talk about nonprofit, co- uh, you know, compliance. Um, you know, eighty percent of nonprofits, including ministries, are not compliant. Um, now, most of the time, they get away with it because they're small. And no one knows any better. Right. But but we, especially as Christians, but anyone really, is, you know, there's a spirit of excellence mm-hmm. where if you're excellent in your work and you know your work, you will be elevated. So I, I think that um, that part of the training is, is just to say, here's what the expectation is, here's how to do it, and here's how, based on your context of who you are, how how you can do it organically where where you're not um draining yourself to to be compliant and um 
So within within the first year, they got their first grant. And the leader was actually recognized by her community and won a leadership award. Really? <laughs> so, like, yeah. And, and she's never, I mean, from her words, she's never been happier. She's realized her dream. She's honoring her son. She's working with um, a nice board of supporters. She is really serving her community. And really, her work is to integrate homeless people into her community in in a visible way. So she has a lot of members in the community, Christian and unchristian, who even at the highest levels of government are coming in and joining their swim party for the homeless, oh, where, wow. where they're all meeting together and they're part of the community and knowing people's names. And so I, I her work is not my work, right? Mm-hmm. But her success is my success. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm and I want everybody, I mean, I'm so passionate that everyone who has that thing in them that needs to come out. Um, you know, I heard, I heard a sermon at one point where this pastor was saying, you know, a lot of times we hesitate and we wait because we're running to wait for us to be ready. But do you know that there are people out there who are waiting? They can't do what God calls them to do because you won't step out and do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, they're waiting for you to succeed so they can jump on the bandwagon with you. That or they just need to see, you know. A success story. Something. And and so, you know, we hesitate because we're afraid, because we're not sure we're committed, because in our mind it looks a certain way and it, it's too much work for us, you know. And, and that's an honest thought. But but what if what if your dream could be accomplished and your work could be accomplished in a way that's natural to you? Let's find that way. And so I you know that's what I do. And once you get aligned with that, it goes easy and the favor comes. The IRS approved her quickly <laughs> with yeah. you know and after that the state approved her and the attorney everybody followed through and she had everything in one place and they're doing fabulously. Um and and that should be each of us, whether it's a nonprofit or, you know, a ministry. Um, I have worked with people who had ministry ideas. And the more we talked about it, the more they realized they didn't need to start their own ministry. And, and that's also part of my work, to keep you from stepping into an area where you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Because you can, you can do it. You can do the same thing God called you to do just by joining in with somebody else who's already doing it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so either way, it's it's a warning or an encouragement. But don't do nothing. If God mm-hmm. called you to it, you got to do it. <laughs> it's just right. figuring out how. And so I'm the how. Okay. Now I I have to say for myself, I've called you several times because I've needed help in making some business decisions, as well as needing help in some of the people that were working with me and how to approach them to 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 do something better um and i've always known that i could rely on prayer and good answers from you and so i did want you to speak about that is there a is there a an example in maybe maybe there isn't um in a church community or in a missions um uh success story that you'd like to talk about well i i've worked with churches i mean my my background doing the work that i do extends 
previous to the formation of the nonprofit. So, so much of what I was doing, um, what I'm doing now, I was also doing then. And, and so when I was in ministry, one of the things I was doing was leadership development. So moving, moving people from, I should pray for the people of the nation of the situation of to curiosity and understanding and you know developing that into an interest and then developing that into an involvement and an advocacy and you know moving people through that process so you know just because you start the don't be afraid to start the process because maybe you know maybe you get to a certain point you realize well it's not for me but I I've contributed that's okay but you don't know if you never start Mm-hmm. So, so several of the things that that I did in the leadership development was for Asia, and in developing local mobilization leaders who who were going through that process, and getting to the point where they were committed to having their ministry at church to advocate, educate, pray with others, gather others for the area of their interest. Um, one of the first things that happened is is. Um, wasn't intentional, but I, I finally got approval <laughs> from the church to include um, all of the Asian nations in the bulletin with just a short little thing saying pray for and then the nation. And I had all of the Asian nations listed in alphabetical order. Well, somebody came to church for the very first time <laughs> and they were Armenian. And she said, I've never in my entire life seen a church ask to pray for Armenia that wasn't an Armenian church. And they, and it absolutely moved her. And she ended up joining the church, but also, um, you know, forming a prayer group. And they, they end, well, it started out as a prayer group, but it, what it emerged into, because they couldn't get people to come and pray for, for Armenia, what it emerged into was a ministry that reached directly into Armenia and su- and supplied um, the the people who are evangelizing in Armenia, um, not just in the evangelical churches of Armenia, but they were actually being in these groups of, of evangelists were being invited into um, the traditional Armenian church with these puppets. Mm-hmm. sets of high-end puppets, intergenerational puppets, and they would put on Bible shows and plays and um, going into places that no Christian otherwise would have been able to go. Really? And they were able to supply, I think, three or four different sets and basically empowered three or four different evangelical teams that also brought in their youth groups, you know, because they wanted to be part of it. And mm-hmm. so they were trained in these high-end puppets to to uh, put on these, these shows um, for family values and faith. Um, that wouldn't have happened right. without one little step. <laughs> A little blurb in the, right. in the bulletin, and there you go. Right. Um, did... Did you want to talk about the Global Expression Project? Sure. Um, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. And and so um, we we provide systems at an enterprise level, like a corporate level, where you get all of the functionality, 
all the bells and whistles, but you don't have to pay the enterprise price because we're, we're subsidizing it through a shared cost or a scholarship cost or donor um, partial donor cost. So we're doing that for our Global Expressions uh, language program. And what it does is it we, we take the number one corporate language training program around the world and we're buying the enterprise level license for it and the shared cost we're passing on to other people. So, so I see here that you have um, a figure here, so I'm just going to read it and see if this is what it is. Okay. Um, so if you were to sign up a family of, say, six uh, for the language program part of it, mm -hmm. um, it would be $195 mm -hmm. for the year. For the year. And the use of logging in to a visual system that can teach you a language from beginning to end, um, whether it's conversational or written or, um, or in some cases they're not, they're dead languages now. Well, I shouldn't say dead, but they're not spoken languages really. They're, they're more to kind of do research. So you can, you can learn several languages if you want to, but just say you pick one. A family of six could pick six different languages. Is that my understanding? Absolutely. What what happens is you're you're uh, subletting a license from us, which means you have access to everything we have access to. So you you have a, your own dashboard. Mm -hmm. You can your license. You can invite five more people into your license. So that can be family, friends. You can give them away for Christmas. You can do whatever you'd like with them. And um, if your small group wants to all learn a language together or go on a trip, you can do that. Um, you, as the license owner, can change the people. If somebody doesn't activate it or doesn't want it, you can swap out people any in or out all year long. When they get your invitation and they log into it, they will see their very own dashboard. They can access it by computer. They can access it by smartphone. They can travel on the go. The lessons are about 10 minutes long to 15 minutes long each, very short, and they reinforce each other and you can go backwards or forwards. You can learn as many languages as you'd like. Um, 71 international languages plus 24 ESL languages. And um, you have access to all of it. There are supplemental materials for most of the languages, um, particularly the main languages, like maybe Chinese, Japanese. Uh, they have movies that you can watch where they're all subtitled in the language with the parts of speech and you can click on them and see the English words um, translated. Um, there's some fun things, modules you can take as well just for fun that they have in there. But it's primarily conversational but because of the supplementals you can actually learn how the parts of speech operate and how to put them together. 
Um, do you learn the written word too? Do you learn? How you to... can, but it's not the focus, and okay. it's not where the where the primary homework is. But I think that can be caught up on later. I, I do think that speaking it, particularly for Americans, is right. quite the challenge. Um, so uh, we we like that because it, it teaches you the vernacular conversational language. Um, so so we're happy to provide it um, if you're a short-term group going somewhere, um, which is one of the reasons we got it. We had heard a lot of feedback from people who have gone on many short-term trips and just felt like, I understand the ministry of presence. I was happy to be there, happy to serve. I know God did something, but I'm not sure what because I couldn't understand I couldn't them. Understand. <laughs> well, you know, I remember when... Mark went to Russia for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he went there the year they opened it up to go mm-hmm. to Russia. And he didn't speak Russian. Um, and he had to have a, an interpreter everywhere he went, which I guess is common when you go to a foreign country and you're trying to do street witnessing or even witnessing or even speaking, you know, in a, with a group um, is to have a translator there. Mm-hmm. But um, when, you're, when you're going with a church group and they've lined these people up for you as interpreters, it, that's one thing. But when you're going alone and you're just kind of on your own, who has an interpreter? So yeah, this is really great. The the other thing that I find it fascinating is everybody's okay, so school started and a lot of people are s- taking their classes from school at home. Whether it's college, high school or elementary school or anything in between. They're they're doing their their courses at home so they're used to this kind of stuff where they're doing their classes online but what really interests me is taking that next step to just take one of these classes when all the kids are trying to you know study spanish and or french or whatever the language is um but the piece that they would really have to get hone in on for classes would be the written part and that's why I mentioned it to you usually yeah usually school curriculums have have a written component that's required in in it Um, for for the adept homeschooler it wouldn't be too difficult to figure out what that looks like for Mm -hmm. for your curriculum Um, but this is a supplemental system that would absolutely help and it would aid in the fluency mm-hmm. significantly. I took eight years of French. I can order off of a menu and tell you that the pencil is on the table. <laughs> That's eight years of French. Now, I can understand French when I was in, well, maybe not now, but in college I took a class, a history class in French. I could understand it, but I could never speak it mm-hmm. Um to you know she would ask a question and i just sounded like i i mean i just couldn't even formulate the the sentence it took me a long time 
um, this addresses that. So it's it's about uh, conversations, connections, uh, learning the local vernacular. So, I mean, this is just one component of what your company does. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love, I'm, I'm, I'm talking a little bit more than I should on that component, but the leadership component is huge. The, the, the coaching part is huge to steer you in a direction that really you not only are already trained for, but where God wants you and it's your dream job. Um, you know, there's nothing better than going to a job that God picked for you, and it just comes so easy. However, a lot of people don't know what that feels like or looks like. So having that coaching aspect really helps. Well, I thought everyone was lying. I mean, I knew what work was, but if you're used to the struggle and you're proud of the fact that you're resilient because you're used to the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> what ends up happening is, you know, my husband, he he has known for a long time what he wanted to do in his work, and he was having fun doing it. And I thought, well, he's got such a good attitude, that poor man who just works and works to pay for our house, and you know. But, I, you know, then I heard I have a very close friend. Um, she was a career counselor and administrator for for several universities, and she loved what she did. And I just thought she is lying. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're so close. And, you know, it came to a point where I thought she's not lying. And what ended up happening is it made me question my attitude about work. Yeah. And, and how I saw it. Because I'm, I was, at the time, very industrious and, you know younger and more energetic for sure but but definitely you know industrious and so i w- i just thought i'll do whatever's in front of me and you know but when you're ambitious and you 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 know when i was working um corporately in my youth i was very ambitious so i just work 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 well i was doing they replaced me with six people when i left and and the the issue was that i left because i was bored <laughs> Because you you can reach the top of something that you really don't care about, and there's no satisfaction in it. I have been there. Yeah, and and my and yet my friend, like if you've never seen it and you've never experienced it, you just think it's a you know it's a lie, and you're waiting for your gravy train to come, mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting for God to like magically put you in the right place. And and yet, you know, my friend Lynn, she loved her job. My husband, he loved his job. And it was such a struggle for me to figure out what that was because I didn't have anybody to help me ask the right questions. Because how, how do you even discover that if you're not even asking the right questions? You don't know what questions to ask of yourself or others. And that's what we do. Okay, thanks, Susan. I, I do want to ask you to talk about our God assignment is to empower and you and 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 your work. So talk about that piece of it with your company. And you've got about five minutes. I hope I didn't pin you into a Not, corner. No, no. Well, um, I I'm laughing a little bit inside because your job is to empower me and my work, and my job is to empower you and your work. <laughs> so <laughs> we should be very empowered right now. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I would love it if people really got on board with this language thing. We're, we're, we're starting a language scholarship council. And, and what this is, it's a leadership opportunity for people who are interested to serve on a council for a year and gather people that they want a scholarship, organizations, businesses, and people who would like to have the language platform. Um, so I have a, a post that has all of the links on there, and I, I believe your producer is providing that. Um, okay. Um, maybe he can put it on the screen. It's it's in the blog on our website, and it's it's called Roadie Radio, and it has has the link there. It's 150 for the year to serve on the council, and um, you just basically serve as leaders to give it away. Scholarship people, scholarship so people that they could learn the language. And that's great. So that's the number one thing. The second thing is I wanted to highlight a ministry that we're who's using this language um, learning platform and and that's ministry to muslims and and they have adapted it to their own ministry use but uh one of the co-founder of the ministry the or the wife of the founder of the ministry also homeschools and she's using it for her family so so i know that homeschoolers use it and she said it's very very good um i've gotten quite a bit of feedback from her as we've been talking um, I don't know if you know this, but George was on our show a few weeks oh, ago. Okay. So he's um, oh, the head of Ministry to Muslims. So, gosh, I'm glad he's using the program. So if Pete, yeah, if, so, you know, I, I would love for people to serve on the council or buy the program themselves if they just want it for their family. But if, if they serve on the scholarship council, buy it for themselves or or I would love it if you wanted to really use language in ministry directly in a really powerful way I highly recommend getting in touch with George and I do have uh, his his link um, you do have to sign in it's behind his membership area but it's um, it's the language program and I will be speaking I believe at his ministry next Sunday but um, the direct ministry is you you learn the language of one of the refugees while you're teaching them English. <laughs> I love it. I so love it's it. a very relational relational ministry. So any of those areas are really where I'd love to see people just engaging with each other um, and and helping their communities either through ministry through scholarship and uh, just joining together with each other. Now. I know that we've talked about um, missions trips, mission trips, um, because we've gone on them ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about if it wasn't for COVID, we'd be out there today, possibly. Um, but where do you see yourself um, going? Uh, or are you, are you thinking about um, something coming up soon in terms of missions? I don't have anything necessarily in mind um for a mission trip um i there are places i'd like to go back to um you know turkey would be one and i do have a trip lined up next year for thailand um it's for a professional conference but i have slated time to meet with some missionary friends and contacts that i have in country that i would love to 
you know, support and encourage the the way we were talking about in, in our last um, session together. Um, you know, it would be great to go back to China again, but things are a little bit unsure right now. Right. With them, but kind of staying away from China. But yeah, I, my the... heart is still in Asia, um, you know, and I, I have somewhat of an adventurous soul. So I like going into places that are um, less established if that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, kind of combining it. So I've been looking at Central Asia, for example. Um, okay. But uh, are you up for a trip, Brody? <laughs> yeah, always up for a trip. Um, I was thinking you were going to say Armenia because I remember the last trip we were on together. Yeah. Um, we promised those Armenian people that we would be back in two years. Oh, no, and now it's on tape. <laughs> I know. We'll, let, we'll, we'll have to do that. The thing is, is for me, I, I I would love to travel everywhere, but I don't. I feel like it, it's the same model as as uh, the ethos that we have for the the company here, is that don't go alone. Bring mm-hmm. a group. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're interested, let's let's go. And and actually, that's part of the serving on the the the, uh, the language board. council, is is. Uh, the potential for being able to choose an annual or biannual trip to go somewhere. Um, so, you know, it, it's an option. Okay. Well, Susan, thank you so much in sharing your life's work here with us. And I'm really interested in A-square. Um, lamp. Uh, I, I, it, you've been a help to me and I'm sure a help to the listeners. But, you know, as we've traveled before, um, one of our goals is always to share Christ with others. And I remember um, being in Turkey and handing out those tracts to some of the students because we were right there by the university. Mm-hmm. And we were only going to hand them out if they asked what we're doing and how scary that was because we didn't want to get arrested. But, you know, our life's goal has always been to share Christ with the lost. So thank you for coming on, and thank you for allowing me to give a snippet of your testimony. But I want to talk to the listeners out there that um, have heard um, some things today about languages or maybe a little bit about um, Susan's testimony. I want to ask you if you haven't made a commitment to Christ yet to invite him into your life as your Lord and Savior. He died for the world. He was the only begotten Son. He was the Lamb of God who um, allowed his life to be given up for you to take your sins. So if that's you and you would like to accept Jesus as your Savior, I would like to lead you in a sinner's prayer. There's no magic in this. There's no hocus pocus in this. It's just you talking to Jesus by yourself and inviting him into your heart and meaning it. So just follow me in these words. Dear Jesus, come into my life, my heart. Wipe my heart as white as snow. Remove all the sins of my past, present, and future. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and raising your, being raised from the dead after three days and ascending into heaven. Help me to follow you and walk with you daily. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've done that and would like a Bible or would like to just let us know that you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, you can call into the Station Hope Radio 
or my website, On the Road with Jesus. And let us know, and we'd be happy to send you a Bible and get you planted in a really good church near your home. Um, And listeners, thank you for joining us yet again. I'll be here next week, and do join us. Thank you. God bless you. We love you guys. Bye now. Thank you for being here today for On the Road with Jesus with your host, Rhody Fisher. Every week, you'll hear experiences and testimonies from her and her friends as they share their journey with Jesus. You'll see that you're not alone in your search for God, your victories with Him, or your failures. If you have a question about today's show, email Rhody Fisher at rawfisher at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Spelled R-A-H-F-I-S-H-E-R at ontheroadwithjesus.com. Or leave a voicemail at 951-817-0094. That's 951-817-0094. On the Road with Jesus is sponsored by Global Expressions Language Project. Learn more at asquaredlamps.org. That's the letter A, squaredlamps.org. Be sure to join us each week at this same time for more On the Road with Jesus, hosted by Rody Fisher. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.